I prayed and prudence was given to me. These words are spoken by Solomon, the great leader, and he speaks of great virtue. Unfortunately, when I hear the word prudence, words of another um, more modern leader come to mind, um, which is the quote, not going to do it, wouldn't it be prudent? It's bad. For you younger than me, that's a Saturday Night Life reference to um, the first George Bush back when Saturday Night Live was still funny. Prudence has been called by Catholic tradition the charioteer of the virtues, right? The charioteer being the one who stares the horses of a chariot, right? The virtues being the horses. Because from the virtue of prudence, all the other virtues flow. Prudence was defined by St. Thomas Aquinas as, as the virtue that allows action using practical reason. Right? Prudence is the virtue that allows us to use our practical reason to make choices. And choice has been a word or a concept, especially in our modern age, that's been celebrated as a good in itself, right? Choice in itself is actually morally neutral, right? I have a wide variety of choices. It is what we choose that's important, right? Choice in itself does not mean freedom when you're unable to make the upright choice. And prudence is the virtue that allows us to choose the best choice. Whether that is rejecting a choice that's completely evil and choosing the good, or choosing the better between two choices. This week's gospel shows us that. Right? You have this rich man Never says that it's a rich young man. It's just scripture scholars that assume he's young. It assumes he's young because he makes an imprudent decision. And that's often portrayed on youth. But this, this rich man has a choice between eternal life and his riches. It's one of the saddest verses in the gospel. He turned and went away very sad because he had many riches. He had a chance for eternal life. And he was imprudent. Ever since I've been, I've began working with high schoolers, which as I wrote that line down, I realized that's been 15 years, which I didn't realize I was that old. Um, ever since I began working with high schoolers, I've been a strong believer in virtue-based education and discipline. What this means is that we teach children by first modeling virtue. Then, when we see it done, we recognize and reward it. And when it's missed, 
when a student fails to practice virtue, we point out the error and we point toward the virtue that needs to be fostered in order to correct the error. Anyone who went through Catholic education saw this model, right? And though I know many of you who are older in age, and I myself am old enough that I had still had sisters when I, religious sisters when I was in school, may just remember the cruelness of the religious sisters when you joke around, but I'm sure, I'm certain that you remember the lessons and values that were behind that strictness. The reason I know that is because we see that in many of you today, those very lessons and values of the good that we put first. Prudence isn't so much about saying yes to something as it is about saying no. And sadly, as I look at our world in the last year of all this stuff that's happened this year, I think there's been two virtues, really, that have been missing and go hand in hand. And that's prudence and temperance. The first is that I choose what is actually good. And the second is that I know how much of it to choose. So, for example, I love ice cream. And I complain about the misuse of the word love, but I think the word love is appropriate here for ice cream for me. So prudence is making the, cho the choice to choose the good. Right? This would be the fact that I choose to eat a healthy meal instead of choosing just to have ice cream. And then that I choose when I can have ice cream. Right? Only once or twice a week. Temperance is that part, right? When I eat ice cream. And then also that when I do it, I only have one or two small scoops instead of the whole pint. Right? In this example, most days of the week, I have to say no to the ice cream. And for prudence, no is a good word. Again, let me say that. No is a good word. And without being able to say no, we will never live a virtuous life. We'll be ruled by our passions. And like I said, this has to be modeled for us. I'll just be blunt here. I think there's some children, and yes, I'm speaking of our children here, that have rarely heard the word no. I believe there's many children who've never heard the word no. And if we give children everything they want, if we never model prudence and teach them it, they will live their lives ruled by their passions. And we'll always be people who say yes to every single passion, both good and sinful. I look back and I'm probably most thankful for my parents that I heard the word no most of the time. Much more than I heard the word yes. Because it taught me self-denial. It taught me that I would still be happy. 
I would still be happy even when I couldn't get what I wanted. Even when I was denied pleasures. And most of all, if I didn't know how to say no, I would never have had the courage and the ability to say yes to my vocation. And that goes to each and every one of us for whatever vocation we're called. Right? For myself, I said yes, or I said no to marriage or pursuing it, not because I wasn't attracted to it, but because the virtue of prudence had been fostered and modeled for me. And I saw what the greater grace was that God was offering me. Think of the questions that might come up in parenting. Right? I want new clothes. No, you have enough. I want a smartphone. No. I'm bored. No. Or as my dad would say to me, you're bored, there's rocks outside. But then we also have to do the teaching and say why. Showing them that they have to learn to be bored at times. Learn to be deprived. Learn to be prudent. On a negative side, I can show what never saying no or always saying yes brings. It brings a culture of self-indulgence and entitlement. If you are rarely daring, excuse me, if you are extremely daring, go to Norfolk and go to Walmart and walk through the toy aisle with a small child with the intention of only saying the word no in the toy aisle. Might get you kicked out of Walmart, I don't know. So don't do that, but I think my illustration makes the point there. It's a virtue to build, to be able to say no, and to be able to build that into our children. I've many times heard the analogy given or the thing said that well, we, to teach our kids how to make good choices in the world, we have to let them be able to choose from everything. Practically look at that. If I choose a child to have financial skills, right, we all learn that by receiving an allowance, right, by being taught how to save, and then by virtuously choosing what to buy with that savings. I didn't learn personal finance skills by my parents handing me a wad of $100 bills and sending me to Vegas. Right? I learned it by being denied. By being denied. Recent news has come out about Facebook and um, Instagram and their algorithms. This is something that greatly disturbs me, so I'm going to put on the nerd hat a little bit for a moment here. Um, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, along with um, TikTok, another app company, have become billionaires off the fact that people lack the ability to say no. 
And I'll use TikTok as the example here. My example also illustrates why I think um, these apps are a great opportunity for the parent, parents to practice the virtue of saying no by deleting them immediately off your kids' phones now. The study leaked showed that Instagram knew that they had caused harm to the self-esteem, body image, anxiety, depression, and suicide rates of teens. And they buried it. And the reason they buried it was because they knew it because that was the algorithm they wrote. They wrote an algorithm for their app, and I'll use the example of a teenage boy using TikTok. Right? He's scrolling through the app, and TikTok has short 30-second videos. Right? And as he goes through, there's suggestive videos. And by suggestive, I mean not well-clothed people. And this is what the app is programmed to do. It sees that he spends a little bit of time on that video. And then it throws another video at him that it believes he will spend more time on. And it keeps doing that over and over and over. And particularly what it's been shown to do is it does it especially around sexualized content. This is our children. We're allowing an app on their phone that is, that is let me be blunt about it, it's called grooming behavior. And we allow it on their phones. And this is what that app does for our kids. It teaches them to say yes, 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 over and over again while they scroll instead of saying no. And while it does it, it eats away every bit of moral fabric that we've built up in them. It eats away at the virtues of chastity and it breaks them down. This week, I want to challenge you to teach prudence, to say no to your children, to say no to yourself, to remember that no is a very good word, to ask the Lord, as Solomon did in today's first reading, to give you that gift of prudence.